Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Get attacked by an angry shark. Stuck up a mountain in the dark. Pushed off the top of a big landmark. Hit by lightning in your local park. Caught in the downpour of acid rain. Struck by a meteor or a train. A proton beam passing through your brain. Attacked by that angry shark again. Hear how they survive. Trampled by a herd of buffalo Chased with an axe by your new friend Joe Buried alive in a pile of snow The worst case scenario Hello! Hi! Welcome to Worst Case Scenario I'm Abby Clark I'm Julia Stenson And uh, this is the podcast where we read you horrifying stories that luckily have a happy ending You'd hope You'd hope Well, they get out alive Yeah Let's not set the bar At least too one high. person does. At least one person. One person to tell the tale. <laughs> what can they expect this episode, Julia? It's getting dark. We're getting real dark Again. this episode. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. And then strap in. And then we'll have some listener tales at the end. Yes. As usual. But if yeah. you're new, that's what we do. If you have a story of yourself getting into the worst case scenario and surviving, please email us. Um, help at worst case scenario. No, that's not it. Help at wcspod.com. We got there. Thank you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Okay. Have you survived the week? Um, I, I lost my phone. <gasps> so it was nearly all over. God. It was actually last week. You'd gone. Last week after you, recording. You, you left us all behind. Well, I had to get a train. You were a minor character in this horror film. Um, <laughs> <laughs> barely in it. <laughs> Just an extra. <laughs> I could off. see what was going down and I got out of there. Yeah, and I was about to leave and I was like, oh my God, my phone's gone. Shit. Noah in the studio, uh, Neil in the corner, producer Neil. Producer Neil. He, he and Laldrop, Laldrop needed to go. Yeah. He'd, he'd held his bladder. Oh, go, go. Too long. All right. Um, Neil in the corner would like us to <laughs> clarify that Laldrop is a dog. He's not just another producer who really needed to win. <laughs> no, yeah. So Lal dropped the dog, mm. really needed to go for a wee. Yeah. But I was like, I've kind of lost my entire life. So can we like prioritise that? I imagine that was quite a panic from you. I can't imagine you were keeping a cool head in no, this scenario. No, it was a panic. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I think I've left it in the cafe downstairs because I was obviously writing my story last minute, last week in the cafe downstairs before we recorded. So you'd left it there the whole time? So like I'd left it there been without the it the whole time. time. Yeah, but like I'm just so... 
dedicated to this podcast. Didn't even notice. Didn't even notice. I put my phone away wow. and I was all yours. Um, I appreciate it. But that. then then you left and I was like, where's my phone? Because mm. I'm very much in and out. <laughs> and you're very much a replacement to the phone. Yeah, okay. Um, and then we went downstairs, asked the cafe. We were like, we haven't seen a phone. And we were like, could this get any worse? And then Loudrop peed all over the floor. <laughs> yes, the cafe. cafe flooded it flooding the cafe what was even worse is there was another really well-behaved dog sat at another table like judging loser <laughs> can't even hold his piss so then neil is on his hands and knees oh, no. <laughs> with kitchen roll like i'm so sorry i'll clear it up i'm so sorry oh. um whilst i'm like neil my phone <laughs> <laughs> priorities <laughs> this can wait there are unposted clips on there <laughs> um and then luckily word had gone around i bet that having a comedy was missing our phone i bet the whole building was searching for that for your phone um and someone came up being like um reception say they have a phone i know so then we, we cleared up Loudrop's piss and then Very good. we uh, went to reception and mm. I was like, do you, do you have a phone? And she was like, what does it look like? And I said, well, it's got a mirror on the back. Of course it does. And it says Abby. Of course. I am she. <laughs> and then she looked at me and she went, I love your background. And then I was like, oh no, because my background is a photoshopped photo of a very 80s <laughs> portrait of like a mother and son do we <laughs> like, know the mother and son no no no. but you know those like classic 80s like sat on a stool okay both yeah. in the same matching knitted jumper yes and i yeah. photoshopped on my face to the mother <laughs> and my cat's face to the child <laughs> great <laughs> and i led with mirror phone case yeah <laughs> And she was like, yeah, I meant the background, but I love it. It does not surprise me that you have both a mirror on the back and your actual face on the front. <laughs> and my name. So, and your name. It's all about the brand. So on brand. Um, no, I was actually just given the phone case and then I put it... I never used it because it stressed me out having a mirror on a phone case. Because when you put it in the pocket and everything, it just gets scratched up. Oh. But then I I did the wrestling match yeah. where I played an influencer. Yeah. And I was like, how can I take this further? And I was like, I have the perfect phone case. And then it's just still on my phone since then. And it turns out to be actually be very handy. <laughs> <laughs> it's really handy just when you need a mirror. I was say, it sounds right up your street. <laughs> it's, it's actually quite a deal. So yeah. it's stayed. That's great. And what did your background used to be on your phone, Abby? Before my dead cat? Oh, yeah, that makes it even weirder. Yeah, the that, cat is that does make it weird. <laughs> the cat is dead. <laughs> But the memory lives on. R.I.P. Heidi? Was it Heidi? It was Heidi. Oh. I also have a bum bag with my other dead cat on. It's my favourite thing when someone compliments something and then you go, thanks, it's dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's really fun. <laughs> Wait, you have a bum bag? Yeah. With your other dead cat on it? Yeah. You said that like that was the most normal thing yeah. anyone's ever said. Well, Alex got it for me. Oh, <laughs> it's is the it... best present I've ever been bought, to be fair. Is it like lots of pictures of the no, cat? No, no, no. It's like a... um peachy kind of bum bag because i love a bum bag yeah i wear it like a drug dealer despite never having done drugs (laughs) and then um it has like a little painting because i love we are hairy people who like paint clothes and stuff right and they paint my cat my cat would always lie on her back like a beached seal you know yeah (laughs) and it's like it's it's her lying like 
with her paws up in the air on her back, like kind of following the curve of the bomb. Oh, bomber. that's cute. And it's really nice. Like it's really like tasteful. Yes. Um, so it's like the nicest person ever, but I do like to rip into him and whoever compliments it by being like, <laughs> she's dead. <laughs> when they're like, oh my God, that's so cute. I'm like, thanks, she's dead. <laughs> What do they say then? They're like, ah, oh, God. yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually kind of weird. You then. can never pay Abby a compliment. She will make you regret it. Yeah. I don't. Do you have any dead animals on any merchandise yourself? I don't. Weird. Yeah. I didn't realise that that was weird until now. You freak. Um, I don't understand bum, bum bags, though. Are you kidding? I don't They're get brilliant. it. But also, do you know what I saw the other day? Uh, another thing I don't understand, which you might be able to enlighten me on, okay. is the cycling shorts on the bottom. Obviously, that's where uh-huh. shorts go. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, we wear them on the head And now. the leather blazer up top. Oh, that's a Molly May, I think. I don't understand it. It's like... Tour de, Fo- Tour de France on the bottom, yeah. and then like you're solving a seventies murder up top. <laughs> it's it makes no sense to me whatsoever. It's the weirdest fashion trend. I haven't actually seen much of it. Oh, I was in Cardiff the other day. Everywhere, everywhere. every other person was wearing like yeah. It, I I think it was it's all like active wear with a blazer now. Yeah, but like a leather blazer. I mean, with a blazer, also weird. With a leather blazer, it's <laughs> insane. <laughs> Okay. Oh my god, yay. Ready? Yeah. Oh, this is going to get dark. Okay. It's 1990. Okay. Remember it? No, because no. you're too young. It was a pretty good year. Do you remember it? Yeah. Nick, uh, you were like zero. Nelson Mandela. I'm going to tell you what happened okay, in sorry. the year. Set the scene. Uh, Nelson Mandela has been re- released from prison. Thank God. The Hubble Space Telescope has been launched into space. Mm-hmm. And I am born. Wow. Yeah. The big three. The baby Julia. Yeah. <laughs> Nelson, Hubble, and this guy. Amen. <laughs> it was a big year for the world. Also, what happened was a bag is spotted uh, in the Rotterdam Canal. The police recover the bag um, and they set it down on the pavement where it starts to seep blood. No. Yeah. Yep. Inside the bag is the dismembered body of a young white female with her head, hands, and feet missing. How does she survive? (laughs) This is meant to be a survival podcast, Julia. I don't feel like she's got a chance. It's not a happy story. Oh, my God. Um, There is a survival within this story, just to clarify. But But just one. (laughs) It's a real bleak beginning. Okay, holy moly. As you can tell. Um, The Dutch police don't know yet, but this is the body of 33-year-old American photographer and model Melissa Halstead. Oh, God, it's always models. Mm-hmm. Is this a person who pretends to be a photographer? No. Oh. Okay. No, it's not. Yeah, it's not that. Okay. It's not that predictable. Um, <laughs> Wasn't a dick, but okay. <laughs> uh, Melissa has been living in Amsterdam with her boyfriend, a carpenter, who she met on a photo shoot. Don't like that. Mm. He is the tools to dismember. Do you want to get that red flag ready? He is the tools to dismember. Mm. Do not trust a woodworker. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's 1991. Oh. What year was this? <laughs> what year was this? Isn't, do you not have everything that happened in that year as well? Oh, not for 1991. <laughs> what a shame. Because not much. I'm one. Okay. Um, I'm probably into 
looking at stuff. Uh-huh. Um, eating you could, you're stuff. You're probably walking by now. Uh, yeah, probably. Probably having a little walk around. Um, I'd probably like a park. Uh, that's probably, that's about it. Okay, cool. Carry on. Um, I don't know what was happening in the world at 91. I sort of checked out at 91. Uh, check when back did you in. check back in? Uh, I think 94, um, but I'll get that, I'll get to that in the story. Okay. Um, okay. You've taken so long. Our logo is turning off on the screen. Oh, God. <laughs> 41-year-old nurse, Delia Balmer, mm-hmm. is living in North London. Ooh, mm. North London. Yeah. She sits at the bar of the Hawley Arms in Camden on a bank holiday Monday. Lovely. Mm. A man sits at the other end of the bar and oh. tries to make eye contact with red her. Red flag. <laughs> Here we go. Red flag. You're going to get a lot of use out of that red flag today. Um, eye contact. Red flag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at me. Don't look at me. <laughs> she finally looks back and they get talking. He tells her he travels to and from Germany for work, which piques her interest because she mm. likes to travel too. Okay. She invites him back to her flat. No. Mm. Uh, she doesn't have any furniture, so they sit on uh, so they sit on sleeping bags on her floor and drink tea. Okay. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Bad. Yeah. Um, she then didn't see him for a while. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, but then bumps into him on Kentish Town Road. Mm-hmm. He asks her out and she says, no, I'm too busy. Yes. Mm. However, on oh. reflection, she feels bad about turning him down. I hate that. Which, can we just not feel bad about turning people down? I, yeah, genuinely. Yeah. I have a story to, to tell you later, but sorry, guys, it's not podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not podcast suitable, but yeah. Yeah. Politeness. Just turn, Yeah. It's so hard though. Mm. It is so hard. Because sometimes it's just easier to say yes than go through the yeah, uncomfort, oh, uncomfort's not a word, discomfort. discomfort of like having to make the situation difficult. Mm. It's easier just to be like, I'll just say yes for this little bit, get through it. But actually it's probably better to be honest, for everybody to be honest Always in the long run, better, isn't it? But, but so ooh, much harder. So hard. So much harder. So she feels really bad, um, and she, in her words, so she's there's a really great documentary where she tells this story herself. Okay, so she survives. She survives. Oh, great. She's a real badass. Okay, I'm glad. But she says, because I'm silly and stupid. No. He, and he might think, like, she's calling herself silly and stupid for feeling bad right. about yeah. saying no. But I totally would be the same. Oh, me too. Yeah, me too. Um, And then... So, because I'm silly and stupid, he might think I'm awful. That's what she says. That that's that was her like, thinking at the time. Who cares? You yeah. See him again? Exactly. So she writes him a letter and said uh, she started something I should never have started, which is so ominous, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. The two start seeing each other. And Wait, the- that's what she said in the letter. No, no. Uh, she gives the letter in the documentary. Got she you. says yeah, yeah. I started something I shouldn't have started. The two start seeing each other and the man, John Sweeney, is currently living in a squat. So he ends up staying most nights at Delia's flat, unsurprisingly. Oh, how Which I don't like. Yeah, exactly. Get your own flat. Mm. Delia mentions that her bay window is broken and he comes around the next day with tools and fixes it. He also showers her with flowers and chocolate. So they're very much love in bombing. the love bombing phase. Ugh. Yeah, where he's really going over the top. So she's like, oh, who's this great guy? Yeah. Doesn't matter that he's sleeping here every night because he lives in a squat. Yeah. Yeah. Things are going well. But 
one day, John asks if he can bring his tarantula over from the squat. She's so shocked she can't even reach for her red flag. That's the worst thing we've said yet on this podcast. (laughs) Worse than a dismembered body. Yep. Okay. He wants to bring his tarantula. Yeah. Why has he got that? Exactly. At his squat. Yes. Yes, to all of this. I don't know you had... What? (laughs) Why have you just got a dog like a normal person? Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't understand. Where is he keeping the tarantula? He has a tank? Yeah. I guess so. I don't think he's free. (laughs) I don't think the tarantula (laughs) is just roaming free. Inexplicably, she says yes. Bring over the tarantula. My housemate at uni... Her boyfriend once just turned up with a hamster for her. Isn't that mental? Yeah. At uni, where you're not even meant to have pets anyway, as a surprise for her birthday, he just bought her a hamster. Had she mentioned she was really into hamsters? No, she didn't want a hamster. What did she do? And she was like, I now have to look after this hamster. Did the hamster outlast the relationship? Yeah, of course it did. (laughs) (laughs) Bought a hamster a surprise. Got it. Stuck with this hamster. Oh no! Uh, I think that's mad to just like buy someone a pet at uni that they didn't ask for. Did the hamster live in her room? Yeah, stank so loud as well. Yeah, the scurrying when you're trying to sleep. She'd show no interest in hamsters. Oh god, really? It's really good of her to keep the keep the hamster. I would have rehomed that hamster. I think maybe eventually it did go back to him because he wasn't a student. Oh, even worse. Yeah. Where's the red flag? <laughs> he was just a local. <laughs> okay. And uh, I can't really remember what happened. It was an odd relationship. Yeah, sounds um, it. And really, the hamster suffered. Yeah, that's a full-on gift. Here's a living thing. S- strange, right? At least it wasn't a tarantula. Yeah, true. Could be worse. He So she thinks, this is nice. He's going to move in. We'll have nice, lovely, long chats. He's, you know, fixing so things around the house. So he's officially moving in now. He officially moves in. But I guess he's already been living there. It's like, this has been nice. Yeah, but as soon as the tarantula comes in, <laughs> he stops talking. He spends all his time staring at the tarantula, Shut watching up. it. Yeah, watching it, how it eats the locusts. <gasps> so she described it as... He spends his days drinking tea and staring at the tarantula in its tank, commenting on how it stalks the locusts who are unsuspecting until it pounces, just like the police. Big time. This isn't enough. I know. We need like a red That's flag. That's not real. That's not a real human being. Yeah. That's a villain in a horror movie where I, who I would laugh at. Exactly. I'd be like, this is badly written. Yeah, too much, isn't it? It's wow. Really on the nose. What a loser. Okay, hurry on. I mean, it gets so much worse. John drew pictures. I used to be an art teacher. And in my professional opinion, these pictures are fucking shit. Oh my God, let's see. They're so... They are so... I should have done a documentary. Uh, If you also want to see these terrible pieces of art, um, check it out on our socials at WCSPod. What? Neil in the corner is so proud of me. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, look at any of them. Here you go. There's one. Oh, they're not of the tarantula. (laughs) (laughs) You think they were all just going to be... I thought they were all going to be just drawings of his tarantula. (laughs) Does the tarantula have a name, by the way? Oh, I don't know. So if you haven't looked it up yourself, it's kind of a picture of like a red silhouette against a black background with the moon and two little like... 
don't know, smug, I'd say. Love hearts, hugging, and a man just kind of like stabbing at a woman's neck. And that piece it's is... a bit a, literal, I'd it's, say. Oh, all of his... Uh, he has not learnt the word metaphor, this man. <laughs> Everything is so on the nose. There's nothing subtle about it, Nothing is subtle. Not really, not really that piece of art that Abby just described is entitled A Romantic Weekend for Two in Austria. Mm, yeah. Stabby neck, romantic weekend. It's proper... And it's also done in pencil crayon, which... I'm sorry. <laughs> Are we five? What are you against like, Name a legitimate artist. I don't know, because then we're going to get yeah. <laughs> loads of hate. But Do you my, opened up a door? <laughs> but my God, these pictures are GCSE level shit. Like really, really poor. And that, I think, is unforgivable. <laughs> um, so he shows off his pictures to Delia. Uh-huh. I imagine she's like, oh, well done. They're also creepy as fuck. Yeah, I was going to say, like, they're not worried yeah. at this point about the stabby neck yeah. kind of situation. Exactly. He does some artwork about Delia that I will tell you about later. Um, so the, the the three pieces that he shows her, picture number one, it's uh, him kissing the cheek of a woman who looks very happy and content. Okay. Delia asks, who's the woman? And he told her, that's my American girlfriend. Um, he means ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. When asked what happened to her, he said they split up, but wouldn't give any further details. Okay, so he is like, the, yeah, definitely an ex. Yeah, oh, she, yeah, yeah. Right. Drawing number two, a drawing. But first of all, sorry, um, I don't want you drawing your ex-girlfriend anyway. Certainly, showing a picture, yeah, like, a drawing ooh. of them very happy, kissing on the cheek, seems a bit much, doesn't it? Yeah, I would be like. No. Yeah. That's like, like showing a picture. Did you watch um, Married at First Sight Australia? No. Oh. Well, there was a guy on there who was showing uh, all the lads, all of his ex-girlfriends, to be like, look how hot all my ex-girlfriends are. It's kind of like that. Look how hot all the girls who didn't want to be with me were. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> look at all these failed relationships I've had. Oh, well done. But, um... <laughs> he was yeah, a real dick, like, even, even if it's not her, I feel like, boys, as some advice, just say it's her. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it looked nothing like. <laughs> oh. Like she had glasses. Oh, you could like tell. It was a yeah. good enough drawing to tell. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a shame. Yeah. The hair color was, it was, it was obvious. Um, drawing number two. Mm-hmm. Just a drawing of a dismembered woman. Ah, oh, chill. Yeah. Drawing number three, a drawing of him naked. This one's fucked. This one's so bad. Right. It's a drawing of him naked, sat down in a chair. Which has got to be the worst view of a man you've ever seen. Not flattering. Not flattering at all. Um, the top of his head is missing and oh. spaghetti <laughs> slash brains is spilling out onto a plate and he is eating it. Now that's a man who thinks a lot of himself. Oh, also, also, his dick is wrapped around an axe, which is not the best way to use an axe. <laughs> no, certainly mm. not. <laughs> that is impractical. That is impractical. But also, like, come on, let's, like, let's think, let, let's so root one, isn't Don't it? Like, about. let's go beyond. That sounds like an absolute thinker, oh, Julia. Yeah. <laughs> really disappointed in you, John, I think. <laughs> you really are an art teacher. Yeah, really just, oh, come on, let's think. That's the first idea, sure, get the first idea down, fine. The first ideas are always shit. Let's keep going. He really stopped at the first idea there. <laughs> Everybody's first idea is spaghetti brains, eating them with your penis wrapped around her axe. Right? We all drew that in primary school. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Develop. Yeah. <laughs> Move on to dead cats on bombas. <laughs> 
A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Right. It's 1994. Okay. It's May. Pulp Fiction premieres And she's still... Oh, okay. Yeah. She's still with him, though. Despite she's still dismembered bodies and not wanting to be with him in the first she's place. She's still with him. That politeness has gone hard. Sorry, yes. Do you want to know what kind of things are happening in the world? Always. In May of 1994? Yep. Okay. Pulp Fiction premieres at Cannes. That's Uh, a shame. Nelson Mandela... Ooh, what's he up to? ...is now made the first black president. Do you like how he was mentioned in the first one? Yeah, I love that we're following Nelson's story at the same time. Uh, It's like Love Actually, where you've got the different storylines all in one film. I'm sure he'd be thrilled to be compared. horrifying. Yeah. Um, I, thanks for asking, in 1994, around May, I am probably like halfway through the year at nursery. Right. So you're the character in Love Actually, you're that, that British guy that goes to America to just like have a threesome that nobody really cares about and wishes wasn't in the film. Oh, the funny guy that everybody loves and thinks is adorable. Yeah, it's sure, that, I'll be that guy. That, if that's, that's how you've taken that film. I think, that's, I think it's the narrative we can do about. I think he's quite a memorable character. But okay. Mm-hmm. Delia... 1994 in May. Oh, we're back to Delia. Good. Delia's been away with her friend for a few days, oh, few. which John did not like at all. Of course he didn't. She arrives back at her flat to find... She's like, well, maybe if you talk to me instead of the tarantula, yeah, exactly. John, I wouldn't take the day away. Yeah. Okay. She arrives back at the flat to find John smoking and drinking. Mm-hmm. Inside the flat. Come on. Crack a window. She said, I'm going to bed. I've got work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes to her room. Seconds later... John flings open the door, grabs her ankles and ties them to the bottom of the bed. Ugh. He then grabs her wrist 
and goes to tie that to the top of the bed. And Delia starts really struggling, obviously, um, but quickly realizes the more she struggles, the tighter the restraints get. So she stops struggling and lets him tie oh, up no. both wrists. So she's now like both arms, both legs tied to the bed. Fuck. Yeah. The next morning, so she's left there all night. The next morning. Well, he just leaves her. Yeah. The next morning. Oh, I think he goes back into the other and carries on smoking drink. Like he leaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the next morning, the hand that she'd resisted with is like really <gasps> swollen and purple. Oh my God, yeah. Um, and beside the bed, he'd hidden a gun and a knife. And he said, if you scream, I'll cut your tongue out. And then he said, I suppose you wonder what happened to my American girlfriend, Melissa, in Amsterdam. And she's like, no. No, I, didn't, I, I haven't thought of her yet. <laughs> and then he's, uh, Dahlia, uh, Delia's like, oh, why are you asking me this now? She said that in the documentary. And I was yeah. like, yes, exactly. Uh, he, and then he goes on to say, I went into our flat in Amsterdam. There were two Germans with her and I killed them. I didn't know what to do. Oh, I killed them all. I didn't know what to do with the bodies, so I sat with them for three days before cutting them up and putting them into bags and threw them into the canal. So he kills these three people in Amsterdam. And then obviously, if you remember, the bag from the beginning of the story mm. was found in Rotterdam. He's obviously, somehow he's transported Melissa from their flat in Amsterdam to Rotterdam, which the police said that they think that he just like carried the bag. He just did it. But on only, the, what so the, to the other two? Well, this is it. He told Delia that there were two Germans, but there's been no evidence that there were right, two Germans. That's probably a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Because I guess maybe that makes him seem like well, it makes him there was seem more like of a all threat. cool and powerful because he's like, oh, I killed well, two yeah. men and her. Yeah. And also makes her like victim blames her that like she was yeah sleeping with two men yeah. and cheating on him and being yeah. But actually they Sexually only... Sexually promiscuous, oh no. Yeah, they only found Melissa right, in yeah. the Rotterdam Canal. I bet canal. there was no Germans. Mm, probably not. So, sorry. Yeah. He's just given all of this up. Given it all up. Just because she said she was going to bed, I have work tomorrow. Yeah. <sighs> wow. Yeah. He really didn't... He really does just go root one everything. Right? Because it doesn't, doesn't hold anything back. No, exactly. Yeah. What's... But I would be so scared because I feel like as soon as they tell you something like that, you're like, they're not going to let me survive with that information. It's like seeing the burglars' faces, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, literally. Like, if you see their face, if they tell you their name, or yeah. if they if they monologue, mm. it's either a Pixar movie and they're about to die, or you're about to die. Yeah. Well, we know Delia survives. Okay. Thank God. Just keep remembering that because it's going to get a lot worse. Okay. Okay. Delia said the confession came out like an explosion. So maybe he has been bottling this up since it happened. Right. Because um, the body was found, lest we forget, in the great year of 1990. Yeah. And we're now he's, 94. He's trying to scare her though. Oh, he's definitely using it as a, yeah. It's a brag. As a scare tactic. Yeah. It's and like also, a, look what I've done. Yeah. Stay in line. Yeah. Look what I can do. Yes. Delia's still tied to the bed the next morning when her friend Rosie from work calls because she, she hasn't turned up for work. But he told her that last night. He told her that last night. And she's just been lying with that now? Yes. Uh, so Rosie calls. Mm -hmm. She's not been at work. 
Delia hears him. He answers the phone. Oh, no. And Delia hears him shouting down the phone, you're going to do what? You're going to do what? Then slams down the phone. He storms in, hot and bothered, shouting, it's Rosie. She says she's going to call the police. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? Okay, but that's good news. He's not He's not being yeah. a good actor. That's good. Yeah. And Delia's like, I don't know. She's like, I'm still tied up. Yeah. Not my problem, bro. What, like, are you, what are you expecting from me here? Exactly. I would quite like her to call the police. Yeah. So he said, look, I'll let you loose if you tell Rosie that you had to go away for an emergency, which for me is a massive red flag no. because if you're then exiting no. yourself... let her call the police. Yeah. So they go to the front room and Delia makes the call. Her voice is shaking, but she tells Rosie she'll be back at work next Monday. See, we need a code word for this. Yes. Like, you just need a code for, like, if someone else makes you ring someone, you need to say something so they know that Apparently, the other person doesn't. Apparently, I think I heard a story once where this exact thing happened. Well, not this exact thing, but somebody needed a code word. And their code word was um, red folder. Like, can you get me the red folder? <gasps> That's good. Because it was like a work situation. Yeah. Or like, I'm going to need the red folder next Monday. Yeah. That's good, isn't it? I'll see you on Monday and I'll bring the red folder. Yeah. We don't work in a... In an office, in I office. know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll see you at that gig, Julia, with the red folder. Yeah. <laughs> what folder, you nerd? <laughs> yeah, what would... Um, you'd have to start being a prop comic. <laughs> <laughs> to make it all make sense. I'll bring the rubber chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I'll wear the red top. There we go. Well done. Thanks. So she's effectively a prisoner in her own home now. Um, she felt like she could read his mind. Oh, sorry. He. She felt like he could read her mind. So oh, she didn't even gosh. think about escaping because she was like, he's going to know that mm. I'm thinking about how to do it. Uh, John's behavior became more and more erratic. He made her... Br- he, right. This is mental. He makes her brand new kitchen cabinets. That's nice. What, during this time? During this time. Well, she's prisoner. So she's she's cut loose now. She's not allowed to leave the house. Right. Um, he makes her brand new kitchen cabinets. And then, and she's like, oh, that's nice. Thank you. And then he deliberately scratches <gasps> all along the top of it. And she's like, why have you done that? I didn't ask for cabinets in the first exactly. place. Exactly. You've done a nice thing and now you've ruined it. Well, I don't think he was ever doing a nice thing. Well, that's quite nice. No, Brand I new think, kitchen. I think he was always planning to cut the top. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah probably. I, yeah. He was like, it's a real mind I, game, isn't I it? I know a good way to spite you. And it's kind of like, I didn't want new cabinets I in the first ask, place. Yeah. Yeah. You've just wasted your time and energy, to be honest. Exactly. Yeah. Watching, oh, you should watch the documentary because watching her talk about What's him is really funny. Um, good question. Surviving a serial killer. <gasps> yeah, it's really good. And it's just about her, are they multiple? There are multiple. Oh my god! But don't watch the other ones because I might do them as a story. <laughs> you can watch her episode and you at home as well. Nobody watch it. Nobody watch it. Um, okay, so John bought Delia with him to on a work trip to Germany. This is how control he's he's getting so controlling that he can't even leave her alone. And this is before Monday. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, it's not told. She's not been back at work, as far as I know. She's right. not been back at work. Um, they go to Germany while they're out there she said I don't want you to come back to the flat and she said she felt safe enough to say this because they were in a hotel people were downstairs it's unlikely he's going to try something under those circumstances and he said 
oh, well, I'll go to Liverpool when we get back. He's from Liverpool originally. Okay. Um, they get back and she's like, okay, so Bye. when are you going? And he just keeps saying, I'll go next week. I'll go next week. Um, and then obviously next week never comes. She can't go to the police because she knows what he did to Melissa. And obviously he'll he'll do the same. She's is, she, is she leaving the house at all? I don't think so. I, th- I think they've gone back to how it was where I think she she's going back to work um, because later on she is coming back from work. So I think okay. I think he is allowing her to go to work. But when that when the control is that mm. like incredible, yeah, then you just do whatever they tell you, don't you? Like to to survive. Oh my god. So November nineteen ninety four. What's happening in the world? You say. Well, the first PlayStation is released. Wow. I know. 94. That was really surprising to me. Um, Serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer is clubbed to death by fellow inmate Christopher Scarver. Fun. In the prison gym in Wisconsin. Um, And I've had like my first two terms of primary school. Okay. So that's enough. I'm very into driving. Do you remember that red and yellow car that's sort of shaped like an egg? Yeah. Did you have that at primary school? I'm really into driving that around the the playground that's my vibe okay um monday delia comes home <laughs> wow okay that is where we're pitching it all of her stuff is gone all her stuff is gone uh he said he was going off to germany for work but she had a feeling he was still in london okay yeah so she got the locks changed on thursday nice but on friday no john climbs a ladder up to a small unlocked window oh, in no. Delia's bathroom and enters the flat. Oh, no. Yeah. He hides all day waiting for Delia. I hate that. To come home. Yeah. That's that's a paranoia I don't need. Mm. People hiding. When she does come home, he jumps out. He shoves his fingers down her throat, uh. which is so, like, invasive, isn't it? Someone's fingers in your mouth. Why? Uh, and I don't know. And he's scree- um, saying, are you going to stop screaming? Right. And so she's, she's already stopped screaming, uh-huh. she said. Like, when, the, when his fingers went in, I, I couldn't make any noise. She said the pain was excru- excruciating, like thorns stuck in her throat. Oh, my God. Yeah, he pulls his fingers out, and <gasps> they're now covered in blood. Oh! And he says, you bit me. And she opens her mouth. That's now full of blood. No. And she's like, it's not your blood. Ooh. You've damaged me inside. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Yeah. Horrible. Really horrible. So Delia's feeling pretty powerless. Um, but one of her friends, knowing how volatile their relationship was, becomes more and more concerned when she doesn't hear from D- Delia. And so she calls the police. What, so how long had it been? I don't know. I, I wonder whether, they don't really explain it, but I wonder whether they had plans or something right. and she hadn't this turned is, up. This friend's brilliant. Or she was Is this concerned. the same friend? I don't know. Okay. She just, just said one of her friends. I need to get some friends. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm putting, I'm putting friends in the survival toolkit right now. I think because he left on the Monday, she got the locks changed on Thursday. And so I imagine this whole week has been like... Tense. So tense yeah, for yeah, her. Yeah. So she, her friends are probably very aware. Like that, she doesn't answer her phone in there. Yeah, yeah. so she's, they're probably checking in quite a lot. 
So they ring the police, they turn up at Delia's door and John instructs her to tell them that they're just having a chat and then he'll go. No. Yeah, she stands her ground and says no three times. She gets up and not knowing what to do, goes to the door. He follows behind her and she screams, help me. Yeah, I was going to say, at this point, what do you have to lose? Either just take the risk. Yeah. So she she screams, help me, runs past the police Mm -hmm. uh, onto the street. The police arrest John for assault. And also, she's got a mouthful of blood. Like, she must have looked like she's been assaulted. Yeah. Because she has been. Horrid. Yeah. Um, so even if she had followed, like, she's coming out, mouthful of blood, just being like, oh, we're just having a chat. Yeah. Like, it wouldn't have made sense I anyway. I didn't even know fingers could do that much damage. I know, that's, yeah. Because when you first said it, I was like, that's horrid. Yeah. But I didn't realise how... Deep, you were saying they were going... The detective described it as, like, nearly cutting her tongue off. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, really, really bad. So they arrest John um, for assault and unlawful imprisonment. He's taken to the police station and they search Delia's flat, where they find a bag that John had hidden in the bathroom. Do you want to take a guess at what was in this bag? Oh, weapons. A saw? No. An axe. So it was a tarpaulin, yep. masking tape, surgical <sighs> gloves, oh my God. and masks, rope. So just... Just a kill kit. Your bog standard kill kit. Yeah, exactly. So there's no real question of what he intended to do there, had the no. police not turned up. John spends a week on remand at Pentonville Prison, but is bailed out, which seems insane to By me. By who? His tarantula? That <laughs> oh, fucking bitch. Um... So the provision of his bail is that he stays at his parents' house in Liverpool, which is obviously very far from London. Um, he's not allowed anywhere near Delia's flat. That's just not good enough. Someone he, that dangerous. Yeah. yeah. And she's convinced he'll come back. Yeah, of course. And she knows that he, he killed care. before. Yeah. Yeah. She speaks to the same officers who saved her, appealing to them that he knows her routine. Like, he knows where she works. He knows... Um, that she finishes at six. She kn- he knows it takes her an hour to cycle home. Um, and she's like, he'll he'll be waiting for me. He definitely will. Yeah. And they respond with Ugh. just call the police. And then you she- are the police. Yeah. She's very funny on the document. She's like, oh wait, one second, John. Um, I'm just gonna call the police. Like when he turns up with the yeah. axe, like as if ridiculous. She's uh, she's clearly terrified, and the police come back come back with just scream. Someone will come and help you. They won't. This is what we've learned. But like relying on scream. Yeah, last week. Yeah. So this is obviously from her point of view. We don't know what. No, I believe the, it. The other point of view is. It would have been really nice if she had their personal number on her phone that time, and just when they're like, just call the police. She could have just like called them right there and like. Yeah. Hello. He's here. <laughs> I'm calling. No, like in that moment when they say call the police. Oh, I just see. Just call them right then. Like, I'm calling you right now. Yeah. I'm asking yeah, for yeah. help. Yeah, I need help. Yeah. yeah. Um, and she, so she's thinking, well, I can't scream because that's just going to make him worse. He's going to try and shut me up if I scream. So I literally, there's nothing I can do. Delia shows two detectives John's drawings, mm. which for me would have been enough. Yeah. Lock him up. Crimes to art. Um... <laughs> The first picture she pulls out is of a naked woman with little... Right, this is weird. It's like a... It's a well, you've seen his style. It's not mega realistic. It's sort of cartoonish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's a naked woman. He definitely can't draw faces. No, yeah. He's he, definitely avoiding that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He... I'd argue he can't draw anything. Can't... Like, axes, dicks, spaghetti, the lot. He can't do any of it. 
So on this picture is a naked woman mm. who's like lying on her side. Mm. And all over her are these little Tarantulas. like no, okay. like little Bob the Builders. <laughs> Not yeah. what I was expecting. In Not- diggers. They're all in little diggers. And they're all like Is it genuinely Bob the Builder? The, or is it, it looks, just it, it's like a little cartoon builder man. Wow. Yeah, and they're all in little diggers driving over her body parts. Uh-huh. It's really weird. It's like, yeah, it's really strange. Well, I'll find it and show you. I have to disagree with you on just one thing in this story, Julia, and that I really don't think his art is Route 1. Is what? Route 1? Route one. <laughs> yeah, but to be fair. I'd say it's quite abstract. Well, this, well, the whole thing is that they are in the process, I suppose, of dismembering her body. They right. are either, they are see, deconstructing her body. It's, yeah, it's really, that is probably the most imaginative, but it's still very much on the naked woman, women must die vein. Yeah, but with a cartoon <laughs> element. I think that's just with a the quality of the drawing. Of Bob the it's so strange. That's yeah. Okay. So she shows them that picture. Um, she then reveals what he told her about killing and dismembering Melissa. I probably would have led with that myself. Yeah, but also these people aren't believing anything. Yeah, that. true. At least the pictures are like physical they might, evidence. They might be visual learners. Yeah. <laughs> Look at this. Yeah. Um, and the two Germans in Amsterdam. They say, oh no, he's just trying to scare you. Like, don't be silly. <sighs> it's now December 1994. What's happening in the world? Okay, Tonya Harding orchestrates the brutal attack of fellow ice skater Nancy Kerrigan. Uh-huh. Uh, Kurt Cobain dies. Sad year. Okay. I'm enjoying my fourth Christmas. Um, I believe I got a stuffed um, Elmo, which apparently I did a little dance when I saw under the Christmas tree. That's what's happening. Um... I've just been producing, Neil's just told me Kurt Cobain died in it. How do you know that? Died in April. Big fan. Big fan. Just recall it. Oh. You said at the start, you were like, I'm going to give you things for each year so you kind of know what's going on. We're still in the same year. You're giving me things for every month. And I'm going to say, it's starting to feel unnecessary. Well, I disagree. Um, (laughs) But that's, this story spans like over 20 years. Oh my god! Yeah, it's just a lot. So why are you giving us the months of '94? Because a lot, of, a lot Julia, happens. If this is only the beginning, fucking, let's start moving it on. A lot happens in '94. I don't care what you got for Christmas. Well, okay. And neither does Delia. But other people might care. No. I mean, it's just a little background on no. me. A woman is going to be brutally attacked. <laughs> yeah, she is. But then this is we gotta we gotta find some light and shade. And I thought you might care. So you, I get accused of not sharing enough, and then I do share, and it's thrown back in my face. You're not sharing so, the stuff people want to know. I mean, well, I'm sharing the stuff What's I want to share. What's your relationship status, Julia? <laughs> uh, doesn't want to share. Doesn't want to share. Okay, but we all know she got an Elmo for Christmas. Great. There you go. It's all. Yeah, I feel like I know you so much better now. The little information bricks that make up me. So you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, I've lost my place now because you've asked me how many years. Uh, okay, we're December. Apparently, Kurt Cobain has died, has already been dead for quite a long time. Yeah, okay. Uh, apologies for that. Delia is cycling back from work. Usually, she's asked, she asks people to see her into the flat. So she'll drive, she'll cycle home. Mm-hmm. And then if anybody's about, she'll be like, oh, can you just make sure I get in? Okay. Yeah. Very smart. 
Very smart. But one night she gets back to the flat and there's no one around. She's cautiously approaching her building when hands no. grab onto the front oh, of her bike. God. Oh. She looks up and the hands belong to John Sweeney. Yeah. He's back. And he says, we're going inside. I want to talk to you. Oh, God. Now, she pulls back and says no. Yeah. The bike falls against the wall that is between her and her neighbor's house. Um, John pulls out an axe. He swings and hits, uh, hits Delia with the wooden handle um, of the axe, giving her a compound fracture of her skull. <gasps> now, if, if you don't know, a compound fracture is the one where you see bone. Like the oh, insides in the are popping out. out. Oh my yeah. God. I didn't know that. That's the, a good fact. Thank yeah. You. There you go. You're welcome. He then takes another swing and she gets a compound fracture to one arm and then tears the tendons oh. on the other arm. He pulls out a knife and Delia kicks out. He falls back, cutting his palm. Uh, and he shouts, you fucking bitch. Oh my God. And then he proceeds to stab her through the chest through her lung and her thigh. She held her arms up. He swung the axe and took off her little finger, which she said she saw no. fly into her neighbor's garden. With her broken arms, she manages to pull the bike on top of her, mm -hmm. creating like a shield. Yeah. He then continues to bash the bike with the axe, which makes a loud noise. Oh, good. So Delia is resigning herself to the fact that she's going to die. Yeah. John raises the axe above his head. Delia curls into, a, into the fetal position and she hears a noise. Mm -hmm. It's her 21-year-old neighbor who bursts out of <gasps> oh the house. Oh my God, yes. Finally, De a neighbor that gives a shit. Yes. Delia looks up and John still has the axe over his head. She curls back up and hears another noise. This time... The neighbour lands a solid hit to the small of John's back with a baseball bat. Brilliant. He calls out in pain and then... Oh no, yeah. sorry, did that hurt a little bit? Exactly. <laughs> he calls out in pain. When the neighbour boy's parents come out of the house, he runs away. What a fucking badass. Imagine that coming out. At 21. Yeah. Living with your parents. Hearing like the clanging sound of him hitting the bike with his axe. And thinking Amazing. like, I should probably go out and check that. Fair play. What do you think survival toolkit wise so well, far I was in the bike story? Yeah. At first. Yes. I was like, okay, so we're adding a bike. Yeah. But then also solid baseball bat doing its job right there. Mm. Was it a metal baseball bat? Don't know. Don't know the specifics. I would put more faith in a metal baseball bat, I think. Yeah. Oh think? yeah, definitely. Yeah. The de I mean, either way, you don't want to get hit with a baseball bat, but yeah. Solid. I think that the detective did say though that the bike saved her life. With, if yeah. she hadn't have moved the bike onto her, yeah. the neighbour wouldn't have run out. Because swings before the neighbour. Yeah, and it was the sound of the axe on bike. Right. That alerted the neighbour. Louder than screams? Or was she not screaming? She wasn't screaming. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So, I don't know. Two possible so things. Two, two potentials. So now... She tells this, it gets quite sad. The way that she tells it, she's still obviously full of a lot of anger and the way she mm. tells it is very sort of, well, angry and, and emotional. Um, she feels quite, like she's very forceful in the way that she says that she's like, I just wanted to die. 
and the medical professionals like wouldn't let me like they Uh. they're the ones that saved my life so she describes what she had to go through in the recovery so in order for them to fix her lung which has been stabbed they broke two of her ribs and leaving her with like a, a very big scar um she received 19 units of blood and three units of plasma protein which is a lot sure yeah she regained consciousness on Christmas Day, but she's livid because she said she wanted to die. Um, right. So she wasn't conscious for any of this? Not for the operations, no. No, but is in like in between? In the ice. Oh, I don't know. I don't know if she's conscious. Is in like when she was... The doctors are just like fixing her and then she wakes up like, I didn't want to be fixed. Oh, I think, I mean, that was the general feeling when she did wake up, but I don't know if she was awake in between. Um, so the police came to visit her to ask where she thought he'd gone because he's just disappeared at this point. I mean, I can't believe the police uh, even had the balls to turn up. Yeah. Do, she, they, do they at least give a shit now? Well, yeah. I, they they want to find him because he's now nearly killed her. He nearly... Okay. Yeah. yeah. She said probably Liverpool or Germany. His family house uh, is raided mm-hmm. in, in Liverpool. Yeah, is, well, where the hell are his parents? Yeah. But he manages to get out of the UK and goes on the run for six years. Right. Now we're at 2001. Legally Blonde has been released. Woo! See? See how the eye roll immediately then went to a big woo? Ah, oh, Legally Blonde is mm. the joy of my life. I put that in just for you. Thank you. Um, no, Legally Blonde the musical is when it really gets good. Okay. See, not even, that's not even good Legally enough. Blonde the musical over the film any day. Right, okay. It's, the, it's my favourite musical in the whole world. Whole wide, wide, whole wide, oh god! Maybe just just sit back and I'll tell the story for a bit. Whole wide, whole wide world got there in the end. (laughs) Worth it, I think everyone would agree. Yeah, sure. Um, I am performing in a pantomime uh, of Sleeping Beauty. I'm playing the role of Wee Willy Winky to rave reviews. Truly, I've never done better. Okay. So boys again, not the info I want about you. I want to know who you were dating in two thousand one. Yeah, I was eleven. Yeah, so no one. That's that's peak. Who do you fancy every week? Time. Yeah, I was peak being ignored by every male I came into contact well, with. You were playing wee <laughs> willy winker or whatever. Yeah. So to be fair, I was very much just concentrating on my craft at that point, okay, rather yeah, yeah, than sure, sure, like sure, worrying sure. about uh-huh, boys. Uh-huh. Yeah. Speaking of boys, uh-huh. some boys are fishing in Regent's Canal. Oh no! Mm, they catch something heavy. They're not. They're not catching fish. No, it's another hold all bag that they managed to haul in up England this time. In, in in London, yeah, they managed to haul up onto the side of the canal. Uh, when they open it, they find body parts. The police scour the canal and find a further five bags filled with wrapped up body parts and bricks. This is crazy. This is so much later. Yeah. The head, hands, and feet are missing. Um, so the body is, but the body is still identified as uh, Paula Fields. She was close with her sisters and stayed in regular contact until December two thousand, um, when all contact stopped. Paula had been in a relationship with a tall Liverpudlian man Ugh. that everyone called Scouse Joe. The police figured out Scouse Joe was John Sweeney and they caught him and arrested him. 
Oh, they could just find him. They found him. The, the wild thing is that he was on the run for six years in the same city. He was in London. Just wow. different name. He was working on a building site and then, and the police... Paying cash, probably. Yeah, the police found out he was working on this building site, turned up to the building site, arrested him, like, without incident. By November, he's charged with attempted murder of Delia Barmer. Delia didn't want to go to court. No. Uh, but she said that she was forced to against her will. Right. Uh, and the, de- the detective said to her, you've been in purgatory this whole time and now is your chance to have, to have him put inside. It's like closure. Um, and she wrote a letter to that detective saying that she died on the 22nd of December, 1994. And I was sent to court. Um, that was like going to my funeral. Oh my God. That's yeah. Awful. Isn't it really? Because also like, where the fuck were you detective when I asked for your help? Yeah. The exa- first time. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. D- don't tell me about closure. You could have given me closure ages ago. Yeah. And also if you think 1994 and we're now in 2001... That's insane. Yeah. And she's just been living in fear the whole time. And he's been in the same city. That's That's what blows my mind. I'm surprised he didn't go back. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't go to Germany or something. Like, just completely start again. Well, yeah, it's it's an intense story. Sweeney is sentenced to life in prison for the attack on Delia, but there isn't enough evidence to charge him with Paula's murder. They still don't know about Melissa. Despite the fact... Yeah, she told them. ...that Delia's told them, yeah. They do know. But they, she told them. But they don't know that a body was found. They haven't right, spoken. Yeah, it's different police. Yeah. yeah. So, 2008, start of the financial crisis. Um, <laughs> Barack Obama is elected president. Hooray! I'm probably dressed as Little Bo Peep on my last day of sixth form. You went for Lil Bo Peep? It was because, I tell you why, I know, so out of character. That's a weird choice. Yeah, but it was because we went to, where I grew up, there was like one costume shop. And this was before you could just get whatever you wanted off Amazon. Also, we weren't organized enough to like order stuff. So we just went to this a fancy dress shop. Right. And just whatever they had left. But because the whole of my year had gone and we were the last ones to go. It was literally the dregs. <laughs> so we were really odd. So like my friend was Woody from Toy Story. I was Little That's Bo Peep. That's a pretty solid one. Yeah. Little Bo Peep goes with Yeah, me. true. Um, I think my friend Rosa was just generic 60s woman. Nice. Um, Classic. Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. So it was just like there was a cat. Someone was a cat, uh, I think. No, that's real basic. Because we really would scrape in the barrel. Well, I made my own costume, so. Of course you did. I think I, I chose not to go shop ball. Um, yeah, that does not surprise me. I went as Toadette from Mario Kart. I made my own car. Wow. And what did your friends go as? The other characters from Mario Kart. Smart. Oh, you had some friends by and this we, point. And we ran, we ran around the school. I had people I sat with at lunch. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. <laughs> And we ran around and did Mario Kart races and we all built cars. That's actually quite cute. Quite cute, right? Yeah, well done. I'm no longer in touch with Toad, but... Uh, <laughs> oh God, is this going to be another Polly situation? <laughs> no, she dumped me. But uh, okay. I love a good craft. What? Uh, yeah, good. I made the hat and everything. Okay, sorry, carry well, on. I'm very impressed. <laughs> Thanks. Um... But what's happening in the story, Julia? Well, Detective Smith gets a call from newly formed Rotterdam cold case in... Uh, in I was going to say Instagram. <laughs> uh, Detective Smith... It's a DM. De- <laughs> Detective Smith gets a call from newly formed Rotterdam cold case investigation team. Yeah. Mm. Love a cold case investiga- investigation team. Can't say it. That's they hard to you. say, isn't it? Love it. Can't say it. <laughs> Big fan. He says, uh, I need to speak to you about John Sweeney. 
Cutting okay. to the chase. Yeah. Wow. They'd obtained a full DNA profile <gasps> from the blood that had been taken from the bag that had been recovered from the canal in 1990. But how did they get his DNA? Well, the DNA matched Melissa Halstead, who mm. they knew was another previous partner of John Sweeney. So they knew that they'd been together. And so they were like, we need to... Oh, so they were asking for his DNA. Asking him out. Yeah, exactly. We need to know about this guy. And then they said, oh, we had this body. We found the body in the canal. And then Detective Smith is like, funny you should say that because Paula Field... happened here. Exactly. What are the chances that it's a coincidence? Now, 2011, mm-hmm. HMV closes. No. Yeah. The this film, is when I start to give a shit. The film Winnie Mandela is released. It all comes back to Mandela. Nice. Thank I you. I've weaved well that done. back in. Yeah, Thank that's you. great. Uh, I've just left drama school. Oh, um, that's the true embark, tragedy of everything. Yeah, on a long and disappointing journey. Yeah, that was downhill from there for Julia. Yeah, it really hasn't gotten much better. John Sweeney is found guilty of murder and perverting the course of justice for Paula Field and Melissa Halstead. So now he's in prison. So before he was in prison for the, the attempted, attempted murder, murder of Delia, but they couldn't pin the other murders on him. But great that the attempted murder still had a lifetime. Yeah, tariff. Yeah, it did. But now, so that was life, like how life is like 25 to life, you know? Yeah. You can still get out. Mm. Now he's given a whole life tariff, which Amazing. in England is really rare to get. It's Only really Rose reserved. West has it as a woman. Yes, yes, you're right. Knowledge. Um... So, and his shit pictures are used in evidence against him, (laughs) which is just lovely. Uh, His worst picture is entitled The Scalp Hunter, which really smacks of like giving yourself a nickname, doesn't it? It's so gross. No one's calling you The Scalp Hunter. Stop trying to make Scalp Hunter happen. It's not gonna happen. Exactly. Like, and this picture has got to be the worst one. It's a picture of like his torso and Mm. crotch and hanging from his belt, it, he's clothed. Hanging oh. from his belt. Sorry, yeah, I realised. I did immediately go to nude. Yeah. Well, he was nude in the other one, in the sitting down one. Um, hanging from his belt is a is an axe, and then on the other side is a blonde scalp, which is supposed to be Delia. Delia's oh, blonde. Fuck off. Yeah, and to make it even worse, he's written a note at the bottom addressed to Delia. <sighs> And the note says, may you die in pain. Well, she didn't, so yeah. fuck you. Joke's on you. What a dick. Um, so Detective Smith says, without the drawings and the confession to Delia, it's unlikely they would have had enough to convict him. Because though it is a coincidence... So did Delia have to go back to court again? I don't know, because okay. they didn't speak to her for this bit. So I don't know if she did. But maybe because she had given the evidence in the first trial. I'm not sure. It's amazing she survived. Oh, my God. Like, three separate attacks. But just horrifying to have to live with that fear. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's unthinkable, really. Like, I'm anxious already. Mm. And there is zero threat to my life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm just going to... I will talk about one more piece of artwork and then we're okay. done with John Sweeney good he also did poems so like oh, ew, of course grow did. up so the last picture which is quite important is a picture called do what- stand up you coward yeah <laughs> <laughs> like a real man <laughs> <As> uh. <if>. <laughs> yeah <laughs> 
could not be further. Can I just say, oh, this is actually really a tangent, so it may get cut out. But I think it is only time until we have like a stand-up killer because that not like stand-up, like a really good one, <laughs> like stand-up. Laurie Vallow's d- brother. What? Laurie Vallow. You know Laurie Vallow, the woman who. Oh yeah. Her brother yeah, was but- a stand-up, and he killed her ex-husband. Yeah. Well, that's so. First of all, a lot of them are psychopaths, but also they travel so much. And a lot of them get paid in cash. So you wouldn't be able to track them very well. Yeah. Although well, now actually, everything's on social media. There's a poster. Okay, they'd have to be an open spot. They couldn't be on the yeah. bill. <laughs> yeah. But like, you just travel the UK a lot. You could like kill and leave. Mm. I feel like I've given someone an idea now. Okay. Artwork. So there's, the, there's one picture called One Man Band, which is like another one of these shit cartoons of it's like a collage of lots of different little pictures that make up this one big picture. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the middle is a picture of a woman, and next to her is like a little tombstone shape with tipex on it. Oh no. So the police were like, hmm, I wonder what's underneath the tipex. Uh-huh. So they scratch Ooh, it off. It's a scratch and sniff. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know if they scratched it or melted it, whatever. They get rid of the tipex and underneath on the tombstone, it reads Melissa Halstead, R.I.P. And what looks like the dates of her life. So like birth date and the day she died. Right. And so the police are like, you, you like, of course you did it then. It would make no sense because he wouldn't have known that she was dead. This was before he drew this before the police knew that she had died. But why did he even tipex it out? Because he obviously thought, well, this looks really bad. But why not just, like, get rid of the painting? Burn the painting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just really proud. Why are you like, no, that's a re- I think that's the best nose I've ever drawn. Yeah. So yeah. I want to keep hold of that. It's a shame that this could literally yeah. send me down for life. Let's just tipex the date. Thank God for tipex, yeah. Well, it bit him in the ass because that was one of the pictures that um, helped to convict him. Oh, and also within this picture, there are two other women that police believe may have been victims of Sweeney's. No. Yeah, but they don't know. They're still investigating to find out, like, who else he'd been in contact with, I guess. But that's so there's two unknown potentials. Or to this day. Yeah. Or he's just, you know, drawn to other women, but it would follow. Yeah. Because mm. he didn't draw the Germans, did he? The two German guys. No. Because they didn't exist. Yeah. And also he mostly drew women. Yeah. The poem. Do you want to hear the poem? It's no. sh- It's shit. It's really shit, but I'll tell you anyway. So on the back of a lo- lottery ticket, he wrote this poem. I just have so much contempt for poems in general. Mm-hmm. So this poem goes like Ooh, this. Loud drops out so angry. <laughs> loud drops out, yeah. Poems suck. Um, sorry if you're a poet. I'm sure there are some good poets. Or a dog. I'm sorry you have to now listen to this poem. Okay. Poor old Melissa, chopped her up into bits, food to feed the fish, Amsterdam was the pits. Again, it's shit. Like That's not a poem. Yeah. That's a shit nursery rhyme. I it, guess that is a kind of poem. Just really... That's just four sentences. Yeah. I mean, a haiku is like... Yeah, but do they at least rhyme? Yeah, limerick. Who doesn't love a limerick? They're fun. So that's the story of Delia Barmer and how she survived serial killer John Sweeney. What a piece of shit. Right? 
What a real piece of shit. He's the one, like, I really uh, did not enjoy learning about John Sweeney. It was no. It was quite a tough, tough time. Yeah. I don't feel like I've come out of this one with but any optimism. Delia. I feel like had a horrible time. And oh, she definitely did. Still yeah. probably has a horrible time. Yeah, for sure. But in the documentary, it sounds like she came across pretty sarcastic and fun yes she is definitely a, an interesting character to watch i would definitely recommend the, the documentary and okay. she does when she does all of the like act outs essentially like talk, mm-hmm. but when she's playing his character she does it with a lot of gusto i really appreciate that but i kind of like that there isn't just one way to be a survivor as well mm-hmm. like it's a lot of pressure to be you know I, i'm gonna fight no yeah, matter yeah, what yeah. like she did fight, you know, as much as she could. And she was, and to think to put the bike well, over that's the you. Thing. She says she doesn't want to survive, but she still did yeah. take the actions too. Mm-hmm. So what are we putting in the survival toolkit? I would lean towards bike because yeah. it was the bike that made the sound that attracted the And protected neighbor. from the blows. Mm-hmm. Can yeah. you ride a bike? Yeah. Oh, good. Do Just... I have the vibe of Sony card? Kind of. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if you were like... I'm just taking that as you think I'm not old enough to ride a bike. Uh, wow. <laughs> I love how... <laughs> when I say I'm trying to really hit home this young... Oh, yeah, we get it. We get brand, it. Brand, yeah. that's fine. Even five years old, I'm happy to go with Whoa, that. Oh, loud and clear. Um, I guess bike, yeah, because there wasn't a code word. Because what also I've taken away is that you need a code word, mm. but there wasn't one. So I guess bike. Yeah. Adding a bike to the survival toolkit. <laughs> That was a really dark one. Yeah, I told you you were going dark. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to try and pick some of our more fun listener survival stories. Mm -hmm. um, Just to bring us back up a little bit. Because that was horrifying. Uh, Before you start, Abby, please, Mm. can you just tell me how, if I wanted to get in touch with my own worst case survival story? Sure. So if you have a worst case scenario survival story of your own... Whatever you take that to mean, um, please email us at help at wcspod.com. And uh, here's some stories we've already had written in by people. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. This one is from Adamir. Hi, guys. I was around seven years old and lived in a poor neighborhood back in Lima, Peru. We were at a family party and ran out of beer. So I accompanied my father, my uncle and some young guy. (laughs) Just some guy. Some young guy that was at the party who I didn't know, but remembered hearing that he was dumb. Oh! <laughs> Look, there's a rumour out there about all of us. <laughs> this guy was dumb. Okay. We parked on a hill, and as my dad and uncle went to grab the beers, I was waiting in the car with this weird guy, who decided it was a great idea to start playing with the parking brake. Or to us, handbrake. The car started moving slowly in reverse, going down the hill. Me, a kid, who at the time had seen too many action movies, thought it was a great and cool idea to open the car's door and throw myself out. (laughs) My parents have no idea why I did that, but it was a good call because the car and the weird guy inside went all the way down the hill and crashed. This guy guy broke both a leg and an arm and I got away with only some scratches. They were right. He was dumb. That was a dumb thing to do. Well done. Yeah. But both survived. 
Well done, yeah. Kid more kind of epically. I did sort of think that the car was going to go off a cliff or something. So I'm glad that it was. I'm glad everybody survived Just in that story. Just down a hill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's Everyone good. is surviving now. Ooh, you killed good. too many people in your story. <laughs> you personally. Yeah. Um, okay. Hannah, I got stuck on a zip wire adventure course in New Zealand and had a full blown panic attack and was wailing until I heard children below me say, Mummy. Why is that lady crying so loudly? It's not even high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's degrading, isn't it? <laughs> Children are the worst. They're honest. Yeah. They're honest. And let's finish. No, actually, I'm going to give you two short ones. Okay. This one's from Emma. I survived a kidnapping. Lighthearted. Like I said, lighthearted. <laughs> um, I used to have a paper round when I was about 13 or 14, and I watched this boy walk up a driveway, turn around, and walk back again. I assumed he was off meeting his grandparents and they weren't in. Anyway, as I went up the driveway to post the paper, fire was coming out of the letterbox. Drama queen me assumed fireworks and hid behind a bush in their garden. Side note, I was wearing a hoodie with the hood up. <laughs> I don't know why I've given her this voice, but we're going forward with it. <laughs> um, the elderly owners came out, spotted me, dragged me into their house and wouldn't let me leave until the police came and I could convince them it wasn't me. So it was fireworks. We don't really know. Something something got post something dangerous got posted through the alert box. And she saw and fire. The the old couple living there decided to take it into their own hands and hold her. I don't blame them. But it wasn't her. I know, yeah. It's a mistaken <laughs> identity in but she is lurking in a bush. No, she was she was delivering their paper. Oh sorry. Took cover from the fireworks. Oh, took cover, my mistake. And then yeah. they Yeah. Did a citizen's arrest <laughs> and kept a child in their kitchen against her will. Wow. But surely she's like, look, here's the paper. I'm bringing you the paper. Yeah, I guess they didn't believe her. Yeah, God. Rough day for that paper round. Okay, last one. This one's from Anonymous. Ooh. Survived my then boyfriend confusing hair removal cream with lube. No, no, no. (laughs) You said these were (laughs) lighthearted. When he grabbed it from the bedside drawer. That was not a good day. And he was not the one. (laughs) Oh, God. That's truly the most horrifying one I've heard. Oh. When I read that one, I literally, I was like, no. That's, oh. That gives oh. me a rash on my upper lip, let alone oh, what it's going to give you down there. That should not, that's not for internal Can I just use? say lube stings? Like normal lube. Oh, and God. Just. Meat stinks as well. Imagine. <sighs> so that was your little breath of fresh air. That's <laughs> That's really... What a freaking episode this has been. Join us next week as we go darker. <laughs> I'm going to do a bungee cord survival yeah. next week. Uh, yeah. I'm going to do one when nobody gets I'm going to do, whoops, I slipped on a banana peel <laughs> and survived. A whoopsie. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely going to do a whoopsie story. I think we've earned one after this Wow, I don't think we need episode. to do a true crime one for like months. Yeah. God. <laughs> We survived this episode. I was like, episode. I'm really worried the listeners are going to think they're just always going to be silly ones and we won't ever be able to do true crime. No, I don't think I want to do true crime. Yeah. <laughs> we showed them. Oh boy, did we show them. 
Uh, if you have a survival story you want to share with us, please email help at wcspod.com. Um, I hope you've survived this episode. Yeah. Um, Julia's tangents and... Um, I mean, we've all got to know me a bit better. So <laughs> you're welcome, guys. A little window. Um, and we hope you survive another week. Please do come back. And we promise um, no one will die in the next one. No. Not one you have person. Our... Not even an insect. Not even an insect will well, die. we can't promise No, that, I'm promising. But... Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Hope you survive another week. Bye. Bye. Get attacked by an angry shark Stuck up a mountain in the dark Pushed up the top of a big landmark Hit by lightning in your local park Caught in the downpour of acid rain Struck by a meteor or a train A proton beam passing through your brain Attacked by that angry shark again Hear how they survive Trampled by a herd of buffalo Chased with an axe by your new friend Joe Buried alive in a pile of snow The worst case Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowl and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.